0: Outside of church? You don't crucifying people outside of church, not on Good Friday. Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one.
1: Welcome to this edition of Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Middings. And I'm Mark C. Kelly. And on this month's episode, we're a little bit late, but uh, bank holiday Mondays, lack of internet at my house, which is, of course, caused a problem for this to come out this week, actually, yeah. so it might be extra late. And uh, also, um, life, gemmel- yeah, you're getting in the way. So, like, Generally getting
2: slightly
3: old. <laughs> getting old realising you've got no fucking time. And you remember when you were a kid, you think your dad's always say, to enjoy when you're young because you've got all the time in the world. If yeah. ah, you can't change, you get older. You tick over that 40 mark
1: <laughs> and you've got no time left. And it's that thing as well where like, you know, you'd always remember your dad getting home from work and you'd always have to get changed, get showered before you sat down. Yeah. And you're thinking... Man, he falls asleep in front of the telly at half eight, half nine. Yeah, night. I know. Yeah. What's that all about? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> now I actually really quite enjoy it. for <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Carl, what are we talking about on this We're week? We're t- talking about one of our favourite films, mm-hmm. The Long Good Friday. But first, we have some correspondence. Uh, yeah, we've got a brilliant email. Uh, it's a bit of a long one, no, but no, no, it's no, worth no. it. No, no, not, not yet. No. <laughs> oh, no. And this is from Brad's uh, Brad, who went to a uh, a big TV thing uh, called Kaleidoscope. Remember we'll telling you, Brad. You were talking about this, all, I right forgot there. to read it out on the ghost so Sorry, Brad, but um, it's a, it's a brilliant report. I really wanted to go to it. Oh, I was that close to going. Yeah, there? you were going to go, Yeah, But I had to go and um uh, see uh, Tinkerbell and the Pirate Fairy, my little one. Um. <laughs> you can't turn it down. It's going to be hard to do Um, So this is uh, Brad's report. Hi, Meds. Uh, It would be for you as well, but it's me. me. Uh, I hope you enjoyed, or should should that be endured, the Pirate Fairy. I guess you didn't make it across. Well, it was a good day, very glad I attended. I took two friends, who were kaleidoscope virgins, and they seemed to enjoy it too. After a trawl around the charity shops of Stourbridge and a cracking breakfast in Buddy's Cafe, highly recommended, we arrived at the Talbot Hotel shortly before midday. We started off in room one where he watched the Thames Startup from 1982. Then we got to see an edition of Who's Baby from 1977. John Pertwee and his now famous son Sean were the first on, mm. uh, and then they were guest uh, and when they guessed Sean was awarded some premium bonds. <laughs> Wonder if he still has them. Benny Green's children were on next, then Jim Craven and her mother, and Peter Butterworth and Janet Brown too. Premium bonds are plenty being dished day. We were then treated to an interview with Brian Tesla, former director of programs at Thames Television, who at 85 looked a good 15 years younger. Very interesting, especially the stories behind the creation of The Avengers and how the casting from that show worked out. He's written a book which is now available from Amazon. The people behind us who arrived late must have pulled eyesight as they had to ask if it was Tony Curtis. Well, that's ironic because in Tony Curtis is dead and very bald. Yeah. yeah. we are even bolder now. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Up next was The Sooty Show. But due to some technical difficulties they had to abandon that and went straight to some Georgian Mildew cri- clips. <laughs> yeah. we, we had a break for a while but we're back in time for the panel featuring Sally Geeson and Robert Stewart of Bless This House. It was great to hear so much about the series and you could sense how much affection they both had for the memory of the legendary Sid James. Yeah. Another break, and then we ventured into room two for some opportunity knocks, hosted by the most insincere Huey Green. So, good stuff on here, including a very early appearance of Stan Baldman. You like Stan Baldwin, don't you?
3: It was Huey Green there. No,
1: no, no, these are the clips I watched. I oh, was going to say, Huey Green's there. <laughs> <laughs> he's dead. I know it was Uh then an episode of ITV Playhouse entitled No Mama No, which featured the first use of the C word on British TV. It ended very abruptly and confusingly, which leads me to believe that the final act was missing, so I'll probably never get to find out what happened. Mm-hmm. Another trip to the bar for a the pint. Then we caught the end of the Destructors, a grand green adaptation starring Phil Daniels. This looked interesting, so I wish I'd seen the whole thing. Then we watched a couple of episodes of the Today programme, the second edition, featured the live aftermath of the Moorgate tube disaster, mm. which was quite morbid but fascinating. Then came the close down, and they showed the original handover from Thames to Carlton, an end of an era indeed. All in all, a fun day out and a decent amount was raised for the RNLI. i certainly advise people to try out a kaleidoscope event, especially if they live within easy reach of the Midlands. You really get to see stuff that you never get to see under any circumstances. And you can find that at uh, uk. So thank you, Brad. Brilliant yeah. report. That for was that. really good. That was really good. That yeah. sounds well. Yeah. Up your street, doesn't it? It, it does, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, 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 I'm definitely going to go to that, because I'd be sitting there in town. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. yeah. Um, so the next uh, next email we get from uh, Mike uh, Weiner. Weiner. Howdy, I posted the following on your site, but then I got this email at the end of the podcast. So... He's making sure it reaches you. Hey guys, I love your podcast and today was another fantastic one. I thought it was interesting that you said Eddie Murphy was in mind for Ghostbusters. And when you said all of his best stuff was before 1990, I thought i had to look him up on IMDb to see what he'd done by then. Guess what? Today is Eddie's birthday. What a neat coincidence. I love him when things like that happen. Yeah. I look forward to to you two each week uh, and can't wait for the Voyager episode, which is going to be next month. Uh, Thanks for the great show from Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you very much. Uh, This one's from James R. Greetings, waffle on. Get ready for this one. Oh, no, here we go. Oh, James R. Uh, greetings, waffle on. As we cross the open shore to the land of the Dancing Hats, we all laugh and sing-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. I enjoyed the Ghostbusters episode. Made me buy a TV for fun. To Ragnarok. Best film of the 80s, actually. The Glaswegians were my favourite in Star Wars. Are you looking forward to the Invaders prequel with Mozart? Happy times from J.R. What? I think JR is probably friends with Rob K. And then you <laughs> guess who's next, Cal. <laughs> It's Rob K. Do people ever get bored of Rob? I don't know. <laughs> I certainly don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, although he's going to be over eager for the next episode, he, he sent me an, a, an email asking where the show was. <laughs> <I> Calm <can't remember. laughs> down, Rob K. I'm excited for new show waffles. When new shoes? My email in time for it. LOLs. I will look at your faces on your site waffles. Did you like my drawing of the TV show? Kelly man sounded excited-baited. Hello, Waffles. How are you and the mad dog face, man? No, Ghostbusters. You are one star, one star no more. Did you see WrestleMania, Waffles? I loved it. I like it when he goes, Woo, and the crowd go crazy. The taker loses, though. Why does the taker lose his one star? Why? I love my girlfriend. We goes to Spring Fair, and we get three hook-a-ducks, because she... Because she's a gypsy. (laughs) two Waffles. Are you enjoying the sunshine? I loves it, Waffles, but makes my eyes squirty and my trade feel sore and hot. Lols. I had a job interview, but when I was walking there, a big bird shitted on me. My mum says it's good luck, but I didn't get the job. Probably because I was covered in bird poo. (laughs) (laughs) Is Kenny ginger? He sounds ginger, Waffles. You are my kind of people.
3: What the figuring on in there? He needs to write a in
1: sitcom. He doesn't. <laughs> Let Don't encourage him. <laughs> Let's not encourage him any further than the emails that we get. That's an
0: amazing, amazing
1: grasp of the English language. Me suspects that he's actually a highly intelligent man who probably works at a university. He's got to be. I, I suspect even more that we might know him. I don't know why I'm saying that. But some. I, I, my right. are giving, no, his spider sense is going on. My spider sense is going on that we, we know that he even knows us more than we think. I'm onto you, Bob. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And if he turns back and says to me, "I say, like, no, I'm watching you now." <laughs> Wait, this podcast ends. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, Cal let's crack on. What do we do? we
3: play one of the great, great finches.
1: by Francis Monkman and it is indeed a brilliant theme tune and you know what, it wouldn't surprise me if I don't play that again at the end of the show. It's oh,
3: amazing because a lot like, it's it's brilliant, it's classic. Um, Classic like strings and the classic theme tune, but it's also very modern. Yes. that has got the electronic in there as well. That's what I like about yeah. it. it's got that like electronic bass line going all the way through. Well, it. it
1: also, it also because I mean, there's, there's slightly two versions of that. There's, there's that the, the main opening version, and of course, you've also got the opening version where you, where Harold comes off the off Concord, where he's like, ding ding, ding yeah, ding, ding, it, yeah. Ding, ding. and again, it's one of those theme tunes where you automatically can see Bob Oskins walking through. The airport, and I don't know about you, but every time, if I've got it on my my MP3 player, uh, I was actually going to say Walkman. no, You automatically know. uh, start thinking you're walking like Bob Hoskins. I know you mate I It's a bit like cocky getting you know, it's a bit like that Odette song, you know, the one from um, the uh, Southern Comfort advert where you got the, the chubby bloke walking down the beach. Where when you if you listen to that song. And you play Oh, you can't have a walk slightly slowly. Oh, know you might do you? Oh, we got that record as well. Absolutely. Really good. And you can't buy it anywhere? You do you know that. can't yeah. Not available anywhere. There's, two, there's several versions of the live version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got it. I've got it. Because it is available on a, comp- a blue oh, Shazam didn't it it come in you, yeah, yeah, but you, you played Shazam, it'll be the live version. uh uh-huh. It won't be the one you can get. But if you, uh, there's there are various sites over there, and I used it like the same way I used to podcast. Oh, yes, I got that, so anyway, The Lung Good Friday, directed by John McKenzie, produced by Barry Hansen, written by Barry Keefe, uh am Bob Hoskins and Helen Moon. We'll go into the details of them in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, distributed finally uh, by the wonderful Handmade Films Corporation. Of course, where would we be without we them at times? Mm-hmm. Uh, made in 1979, but only released in November 1980 due to um, uh, release tech difficulties. Running time 140 minutes, budget. 930,000 That's crazy isn't it So I'm going to give just I'm going to read out What the film's about Yeah yeah And then we'll go into details Of what me and you Were talking about At dinner time Yeah yeah Uh, And we'll we'll do a little bit Of thing about the cast We should point out The reason why we bumped um, Voyager so next month was because of the fact that Bob Hoskins, Hoskins sadly passed away yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a week and a half ago, um, which was a big shock to us. We knew he'd retired through part because he had... We knew he was here, yeah, he was, was here. Yeah. Very much a shock, just because of how much of a private man he was. That he, he didn't so this is the basically the, the condensed version of what the film's about, and then me and Cal will go into what we think about it, and Cal, you, you've got a load of stuff that you want to talk about. Harold Chan, played by Bob Hoskins, an old-fashioned London gangster, is aspiring to become a legitimate businessman a bit with the financial support of the American Mafia. Uh, with a plan to redevelop the then disuse London Docklands as a venue for a future Olympic Games. that's mm. uh, really The storyline weaves together events and concerns of the late 1970s, including low-level political and police corruption, Provincial Irish Republican Army, the IRA, gun-running displacement of the traditional British industry by property development, Britain's membership of the EEC, and the free market economy. Harold is the ruling kingpin of the London Underground, when his world is suddenly torn apart by a series of murders and exploding bombs from an unseen foe, he and his henchmen try to uncover his attacker's identity. His ruthless and violent pursuit of Leeds only points out the small-time tordiness of the organizer and organisation he hopes to legitimise. Harold discovers that his closest aide accidentally became involved with the provincial IRA. In a side job gone wrong in which several IRA men were killed, and that the IRA holds Harold responsible for those deaths. He acts on the information with the same brutality that first took him to the pinnacle of the London underworld. He also meets up the American Mafia representative led by Charlie, played by Eddie Constantine. However, they have already decided to leave England because of all the recent chaos. When Harold leaves their hotel, he gets into the car, which he thinks is being driven by a chauffeur. But has been taken over by two IRA men. As the car speeds off, Harold is silent, but his face displays a range of emotions. So, should we talk about a cast first, or do you want to go into.
3: No, I'd say the cast first, because the, the cast is very really important in the Absolutely. film.
1: Absolutely. So, Bob Hoskins playing Harold, and Robert William Hoskins, born 26th of October 1942, passed away on Kevin's birthday, 29th of April 2014. He was born in Bury St Edmunds, West Suffolk to Elsie Hopkins, a cook and nursery school teacher, and Robert Hoskins, a bookkeeper and lorry lower driver. His grandmother was a Romany Gypsy. Uh, from the age of two weeks old, he was brought up in Finsey Park, London, and Hoskins left school at the age of 15 with a single O-level and works as a porter, lorry driver, and window cleaner. He started on a three-year account, course, but dropped out. Now, he's appeared in uh, such films as Long Good Friday, obviously, which we're going to talk about, Mona Lisa, 1996, Who Framed Roger Rabbit in 88, Mermaids 1990, Hook 91, Super Mario Brothers 93, Nixon 95, Christmas Carol 2009, Neverland 2011 uh, and his final role was in Snow White and the Huntsman in 2012. Uh, He was also in Zulu Dawn and Pennies from Heaven. He's a man in Britain, not Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, Hoskins was the recipient of the prestigious pre-interpretation masculine, uh, masculine what's that? as well as winning the BAFTA Award for the Best Actor in a Leading Role and the Golden Globe Award for Best Actor motion Picture for his role in, the course of course, wonderful Mona Lisa. He was also nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actor and an International Emmy Award for his Best Actor for his Appearance on the uh, BBC One drama, The Street, in 2009.
3: Well, I never saw that. Did you see that? I, 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 I didn't know. I didn't know I mean, I mean, it is, really. I, yeah.
1: I, it's quite a gritty TV drama, wasn't it, done by... It's uh, that bloke who, you know... The Skowsky.
3: Yeah, him, him. Oh, the BBC,
1: love him, but no. his name, no. no. Not, Ooh, Phil not, not Phil Redmond, Phil Not Phil Redmond, Not Phil Redmond, great, <laughs> Oh, no. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about Bobbers. Obviously. McGovern. Is it McGovern? Oh, uh... Not Ian uh, McGovern. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> uh, Helen Mirren, a wonderful Helen Mirren, plays uh, Victoria. Uh, Dave King plays Parky. Brian Horshaw plays Alice. Derek Thompson in his first film role. In fact, he gets an introduction credit. Mm. people in England will know him as um, Charlie, what's his name from Casualty? Charlie, not yeah. I've never been, known, Has he done anything else ever apart I mean, the two things? To, <laughs> uh, Eddie Constantine as Charlie, Paul Freeman, of course, people will know him from Indiana Jones. Uh, he's athlete and, and of course, in uh, James Bond, he plays Colin. Uh, Leo Dolan as Phil, Stephen Davis is Tony, Brian Hall as Alan. Paul Barber, people will know him, of course, as Denzel. You know, when he falls and horses. Yeah. He's the one who gets his backside slashed. As you told me, it was uh, a. You told me it was uh, one of the Beals. Remember your st-
3: Remember your rumors you spread about Eastenders, where, um, where who, what, it was he, not Ian Beals' dad got his arse slashed on a- him. <laughs> you told us that, and you got one of your rumors. No, a- that is true. No,
1: you've got this backstory of Eastenders. That's is his g- backstory. That that <laughs> dirty den and Pete Beal. Pete Beal, That's Pete it. Pete Beal, Yeah, they all be shifting. He got his arse slashed it's yeah,
3: really ridiculous. I don't
1: ever remember no, the backstory I, I, I'm just saying that's what i I'm, <laughs> I'm telling the truth. Uh, Carl Hammond who plays Jacko in Brushstrokes appears as a young detective sergeant who enjoys socialising the criminal infertility. Kevin McNally starred in many films and TV programmes. He's seen in the Belfast bar scene. P.H. Mariotti, he plays Razors, yeah. and Alan Ford, of course, who yeah, he yeah. plays Bricktop. You know. They, of course, appear in uh, Guy Ritchie films. Julian yeah. uh, Tailforth, very young Julian Gill- Tailforth, yeah. uh, who's in uh, EastEnders. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, she appears briefly as the young woman who finds a security guard nailed to the door. And probably the most interesting one. Dexter Fletcher! No, I didn't James Yeah, but... That's what will be. Our generation. it will be known that. whatever he does, yes. he can win the best Oscar. <laughs> <But laughs> Anyone else will not know what that means, no, unless no. you're brought up in England. Well, in the, sorry, in the UK. Uh, but Dexter Fletcher, he, he was also in um, uh, hey, Snatch... Yeah. And he was, was in he? Get Baby Face. No, baby sorry, Locktox and New M- Smoker Valves, he was in. And he was in He played Baby Face in Bugs and Malone as well. Yeah, get, did, baby did. Things, get Baby Get And, uh, yeah, but he plays the young boy who's watching over Harold's car when he goes to slash um, Paul Barber's backside. And uh, very young, in his first ever film role, Piers Brosnan, at the age of 25, uh, plays the IRA hitman. Now, uh, Piers Brosnan uh, improvised in that film. He was given no lines. Now, you tell me this. This is quite interesting about Piers Brosnan. He improvised. I was thinking, man, what did he improvise? You know what he improvised? Hi. It's so all improvised. That's it. Mm. <laughs> so and know. a look. And a look. 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 That right, man. man, I'm a bit gay. Yeah. I have got a a grinder. I got
3: <laughs> my eyes are like an old grinder. <laughs> I can look. I can scout around a swimming pool. <laughs> it's such a you look at that, it's the around something when it was like, okay, oh, guys yeah, are all yeah. predatory, they're all in two pool. <laughs> yeah,
1: Actually, there's. A, oh, I forgot to that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we'll do the facts later on. So, do you want to do you want to hit off of uh, what you think of this film? Well, you know, I, I was telling you earlier, weren't I know that
3: I love this. I absolutely love this film, but I haven't watched it in about fifteen years.
1: What is that reason? Because of, uh, because one of our workmates mate Dean Dean. Uh, I didn't turn up for work today, Mary. Um, just just quoted after quoted after quote. It happened. was like.
3: There's a certain loads of fat, it ruined the fast show, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Can't watch the fast show now because of that. There's that. There's loads of them, isn't that? Mm. Scum. Yeah. I can't watch, Scum is a, another film I'd like to do, but it, it just quotes. So one of these films in Britain, it gets quoted to death. Mm. And when we were younger as well, say we were in our early 20s, the gangster thing was cool. It there was it was gangster films were everywhere again, I said yeah. it was, oh, here we go again. This thing, and i sort of, I'd left it for years, I thought, oh, I'm not looking forward to it because of the quotes. Then I watched it, and you thought, there's a lot going on in this film. I think I enjoy this film more now than I've ever done, because I'm a bit older, a bit wiser, read a bit more about the history of what was going on in London at the time. And I thought, there's so much in that film, isn't there, about the decline of Britain. I was saying to this about it about it's a bit like Tinker Tailor soldier spy. That is a great film. I was about the film, here, not the TV series. yeah, yeah. yeah. The film is great, and the end of that film where it's like, "Well, Britain, you're nothing. Mm. You're nothing now. You think you're better than you are," and that is Bob Hoskins' character in that film, isn't it? Yes. I am.
1: I, I think we. I think the funny thing. Yeah, I totally agree because when you look at it's not what you just said, then when you look at um, we've we just had the Olympics, which of course the, the west yeah. end was well, so the east end of London and the Docklands was all rejuvenated. Well, it's been rejuvenated anyway since we put money into it. And there seems to be this thing that's almost kind of premonition going on there. Definitely.
3: Don't you think? It was pre-Thatcher as well. Thatcher had just gone in. I know people you can say, well, Thatcher was in, but we're not going to no, make no, it film was in 79. Exactly. Just she right. wouldn't have been in then. No. So they didn't know what was coming round about, about the entrepreneurism, which, which she instilled in British people. And she, and he's got it, hasn't he? Mm. I'm an entrepreneur.
1: Mm. But he's not. No. He's well, a thug. He's, he, it's, one of the, it's an awkward thing, isn't it? Because he is, because he's got this deal he's he, well, admittedly with gangsters, We've other like, with the yeah. Um, But he's showing that business acumen, he's showing, he's got plans, he wants to, You can see that he wants to be the businessman with the yacht. He wants to yeah. be the thing where- What is it, Yuppie before Yuppies, Yuppie, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 well it's before Only Falls and off. So yeah. You know, which is like, the irony of it really, if you think about it. Yet, it's a bit like that old saying, you can take the boy out of Birmingham, yeah. but you can't take the, you know, you can't, you, take, can't. you can't take the Birmingham out of the boy. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing, is that he's he's stepping away from his criminal background yet the only ha- the only way that he knows how to solve the problems is through brutality and, and, and brute force and um, when he loses his temper which Bob Hoskins does amazingly in this film you can see that all that inbuilt rage and all that anger and yeah. maybe even frustration that it's not going his way it comes out in violence and there's not a, it's like what you said there's not really an awful lot of violence in this. Oh, no, really, really, really young, people now. hype it up
3: Mm. Cause you know, like, on you watched it the other week, didn't you? That you remember them bits, mm. but them bits probably only had up to ten, to fifteen minutes. Mm. There's a whole hour and a half of that film that's subtle, mm. and it's about that you know, like you're, you're saying, he's got this corporation. It's a corporate. He calls it. it he calls it's a it bunch it of old. It's a bunch of old men with shotguns and old men with shotguns and knives. Mm. And what do they do? You know, when they're their problem, it's going to round up loads of people, put on hooks.
1: Yeah. Which is a brilliant scene. It's a brilliant scene, but that's not even a corporation.
3: No, that's not even a it's corporation. Funny. It's almost
1: like, just like gang mentality in it? Well,
3: there's that bit, isn't there? When, when the when the, the great mafia bit at the end, what does he say? That mafia bloke? Mm. We don't deal with gangsters.
1: Which is I, I like. Yeah,
3: but they've moved on from that. They don't. They, never, they
1: haven't, have they?
3: They haven't. But to, to them, that, that they would mm. rather de- you No, know, yeah. mm. They would rather deal, and still now they would rather deal with uh, a proper businessman who they can intimidate mm. than a gangster or stand up to them and
2: yeah. look what like they're
3: doing that they play with the gang he stands up to them they don't like it yeah. the mafia they're going be a really bully they want to bully people mm. this is the thing but he Bob, he doesn't know any other world the mm. only people he knows is a corrupt uh, councilman
1: mm. who, who's, Cor- who's the one who leads the, almost, almost the down. yeah well he's actually Dave Thompson's
3: yeah correct—a uh, uh, Ben Copper who's really racist mm. and this is this is the world he knows what does he say what does he do? you know, when he when he has that uh, when he takes them, when does he want to take them? To a pub. Yeah. This is all he knows and he you when he goes, You'll love it. Well, no, one. won't. No. no. they won't, the businessman. You can't deal with businessmen like the gang and this is the and this is the thing with him, as you what you were saying, he doesn't know how to deal with it. He doesn't know what to do. No. He's got people who are turning who are stabbing him in the back.
1: This yeah. is that world In fact that's why that's why Helen Moon's uh, character of Victoria was so important, though. No, we're in the original script, which is, which I'll probably mention it again, but it's actually called The Paddy Factor, the original script was. And Mackenzie, the director, said, we can't, we can't call it that. Because, not because of the fact that it was not just it a slang term it? for, like, you know, Irish. But also the fact that it, it also gives the whole thing away. That's oh, yeah. something to do with the Irish. And in 1979, if you're going to do anything to do with a film about the Irish, it isn't going to be about, you know, the potato famine. It's going to be about the Irish. Because yeah, that's, cause that's how, how strong it was. So they changed it to the, really the working title on Good Friday. Now you've got all of that, and her character originally was just a mole, just a just a gangster nice. mole, nothing really important, just there to look at nice, to quote, nice tits and blonde hair, right? And she turned out and said, "No, there's more to this character. There's more that can be done." And to bring out Harold, my God, she's so well. She's a brilliant actress anyway. She's a brilliant actress, Why yeah. she looks really hard as well. Yeah. but. She's kind of like she turns it around, and she's the one who's who's the one you know. She's obviously more classier than what Harold is. Oh, is, and she's she's the one who's got the class. She's the one who's turning around and, and introducing him to French food on the boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah and got this beautifully. You got you, you bring your French chef in to cook all this fancy food, and you got the the gangster there. Got mm, all this stuff here. Don't know, standing yeah. around with a can of lager and a tap. Yeah, yeah. which is a cigarette for people who. Yeah, not. going what's, this, what's about? Yeah, this is how you. This is how you would supposed to do it. Yeah, he then says, let's go to the pub. But, you know, she brings him back round, and she's the one who calms it all down and, and, and ultimately ends up having to say what's going on when it, when it all, all starts. Because she
3: start. has to tell the... Yeah. Because yeah. she's modern. He's not. Yeah. This is the... this got like the, the way the film starts is... He's, he's really confident with getting off that thing and you know, he's the modern man He's getting off... Mm. He's getting off... Concord. He's getting off Concord he has been to business and he goes out in the back of his own car, with a gun at his head, mm. this sums up what's wrong with him, that he knows, that mm. you, you, I was saying that, that the great scene in this, is the end scene, and tell me how you were saying it, what was going on with the, with the director, now well, well, I didn't know well, this, because it's amazing, because when you're watching it, you're thinking, what the hell is he thinking there, because it's exactly right, mm. it's exactly right, even though you don't know, you can't put your finger on
1: it, Then you were telling me today, and that makes exact sense, what what he was doing. Yeah well, I mean the, the very last scene, I mean you we, we highly suggest you should go and watch this film. We'll yeah. talk about the middle bit anyway, but we are just go talk about the end of it. But, uh, the end of the scene is when uh, Bob Oskins goes and says his memoir line, which we'll talk about in a minute. Well, actually, we'll, that if I can get my internet working, well, I'm going to have to, otherwise this don't get released. Um, the, you'll hear this clip, which we'll talk about later on. But... Um, Bob Hoskins gets in his car, and as he gets in the car, suddenly he drives away quickly. And he turns around and sees Victoria being taken in another car. And as he looks forward, Pierce Brosnan pops out from the front seat, looking all cheeky and giving him a wink with a gun. And he's being driven off. And in the mirror at the rear view mirror, he sees these menacing eyes. I mean, they are—you yeah. you wouldn't want to be, you know. This guy who looks a bit evil. In fact, those eyes are actually directed John McKenzie. I not know that. That's a- Pierce Brosnan wasn't uh, and Bill Hoskins never filmed together. That's really... Right. That's a really amusing of that. Pierce Brosnan's uh, filming were done one night and Bob Hoskin's reactions to Pierce Brosnan being in the car is filming around. If you look closely, he's almost pointing his the gun slightly to the right, which is a little bit ah. more but that's been here and there. You then see Bob Hoskin's reactions to looking at this bloke of a gun. The reason why the music is so loud is because the director... Th- th- this is nearly enough of a five-minute shot. We actually, was filmed for five minutes. It's solid on his face, right? The reason why the music so lazy, is because Mackenzie was giving Bob Hoskins instructions and in saying, This is what's going for your mind. And first of all, the reactions of him are of anger, who are you? Excuse my language now, who the fuck are you to take me? Who do you think you are? What kind of scum are you? And that's why he's like looking hard, yeah, and there, how dare you? How dare you get me? Then you start to see his face change slightly to, Okay. Where's my escape route? Am I going to get out of this? Can I get out the side of the car? Can I get out of the front? Can I do him? Can I knock the gun out of his hand? What's my plan? That was his second reaction. The third one is, where's Victoria gone? What have they done with her? I'm in trouble. And the final shot is realisation. Pure, it's just white, Bob. Realisation, you've lost. Yeah. You're done for. They're going to kill you now and there's nothing you can do about it, which is why then you see him just sort of like, the you just kind of look around. It's not really it la- almost, resignation, is it? almost gives, if you watch closely, you almost see him give a slight smile. Yeah, it's like it's a over slight, smile. It's kind of like, that better than me. Yeah. That beat me.
3: Well it's, the, well, it's the great violent scene, isn't it? With Charlie, uh, with, with Charlie, well, I was putting Charlie. Charlie, Charlie Jeff.
1: Jeff, Charlie and for uh, <laughs>
3: it's that bit, well, you know, when, you know, the violent, the most violent scene in it. it's that scene isn't it where this is it it's all he's got
2: that's
3: all he's got really this is all he's got and the only people he can use it on is him And and what does he say that really winds him up it's all the truth you're the shit on their shoe yeah You'll kill two of them and you'll have ten more over yeah. next week because it's more than money. He's a bit of a mug, though, isn't he? He is a mug, but what does he know about money? And what does he know about how he thinks he can buy everyone off with? Money. Mm. You can't buy. the He says you can't buy them off
1: because yeah. it's about. But there's, a, there's an idea of that, though. That the fact that, I mean, Jeff is the one who. What, what happened was. There's something like he, he'd set up a. a, a something to do with to hand the money over, wasn't it? Well, what it was, were the, the, the,
3: that bloke on the building site yeah. was um, the IRA were nicking mm. dynamite. Mm. And that's what it was, weren't it? And uh, he, this is how he he was going to build his stuff. Mm. And the only way he could build his stuff was by paying off the IRA mm. so they wouldn't strike. And all the Irish people wouldn't strike. And that's why he was paying off the IRA. Mm. And that's what it was all about. So even, That's the counsellor. And then he came to an hinge Jeff, Jeff, Jeff to uh, organise to go
1: and take the money over. But Colin then goes and takes a grand, what was it? Like five, minutes, two, ten, five grand, five grand in five grand. Or something like that, out of his pocket, into his pocket. So he's already stolen So, of course, they're counting it. And then he grasps them up to the police, they get, the army, because yeah. they arrest them at the- they, they then phone through to already put the hit on saying that short are But in that meantime, they've gone and done a double cross. They get the IRA guy shot, but of course, they've already made that call. So they are, and then think, put two and two together, they think, "Oh, on it not only have they done a set of money, they've also had my men shot. And it's so he's, he's like, it's, it's different. different then, isn't it? And that's why Harry, the counsellor, turns around and says, we all know who the real bastard is here. And he points at Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Because Jeff's the one who started it. I mean, right at the beginning, you get that woman who spits him in the face. Yeah, because that doesn't make any sense, And, and you got lasers there going, mm, that doesn't seem to do right. Yeah, yeah. And you find out, of course, that the guy who was driving Colin, who get, Colin's played by uh, Paul Freeman, he gets stabbed by Piers Brosnan, Interesting fact for you. You know where you see uh, the body in the in the bath water in the the swimming pool water, and all the water doesn't get drained out. That's a reverse shot. It's actually being put in. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. watch it, it doesn't look quite right. Ah, oh, that's it's interesting. Yeah, really yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so of course he gets they kill Colin, They stab him. And he, this is all because he's the courier. Well, this is the thing you're
3: thinking. Colin can just oh, I can nick off the eye. Right? It won't yeah, matter. Worry, they just
1: don't understand that. No, they don't. They don't understand the import. That, that Which is why, um, and I think that's that's a brave thing because it's like. I don't think, especially in 1979, 1980, how affected the IRA affected the oh, were, against the were, UK. Against they were the great. I mean, no, not, not great as are. in great <laughs> as in good, but they were a great, effective well, organisation. They, they were, and possibly still are, the the, the world's worst terrorists. Well, and the I mean, best. I mean, I mean worse yeah, than like best, most, worst. Best yeah. worst. They've been the most effective mm-hmm. because. They, they never
3: got beat, and they're still doing stuff. No. They never got beat. Uh, I, mean, you've got I know it's a different form yeah, of yeah, it I now. Mean, but they, went, they got into power. Yeah, Remember, yeah. you know, Gerry Adams, well, but Martin McGuinness, we I not all right.
1: Well, oh, Gerry oh, Adams, he's a little bit of another thing. Yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, especially us you know, from Birmingham, I mean, it, it affected, obviously, the IRA affected us quite greatly in the, the sense And also, when I mean, we were not long ago in the pub when we never happened to us. But I mean, outside of the UK, I think other, other countries, like America, especially McDonald, you know, thought that was more of a charity case. No I right, weren't it? Yeah, and that's why I was like, oh yeah, we'll send money over to support them. Yeah, you know, what no, they were actually doing was sending money over to support terrorism. Funny, after 9-11 it all stopped that, because I realised wait a minute, we mm. shouldn't really give money to terrorists because no, they are killing innocent people. No idea. Uh, <laughs> they are bastards. Yeah. <laughs> um, so of course, yeah. but of course, formidable. And, me, and, and really, I suppose if, I mean it was rumoured that this was going to be remade. I suppose nowadays, if you to remake it, remake it, it would be Al okay, Qaeda. Right? It would be Al okay. Qaeda. Oh, I've got no problem. I've got no problem with redoing the stories. I really haven't. If you do something different
3: with it, if they did it with Al Qaeda or some other former terrorist that weren't the IRA, the right, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? But the thing is, would you have a, a villain like that in London anymore? Because this, there's a you know you can't talk about this film about the race issue because mm. it is a big. Mm. They'd never do it. We were talking about that. Yeah. There's no way the the casual racism, mm. but this was white people in the seventies, and I'm not being you know I'm not going to be oh you know a liberal lefty now all white people bad, but
1: it was everywhere then. Well, no, that, that was the people thing. were anti Irish. They were, mm. and they're and, anti. Well, again, it's like it's like uh, you know the the anti Irish was was of course had come from, you know, it's like the whole thing is you know from the bombings and stuff like that, and you know, you, you, of course. You shouldn't blame, you know, these old things. You can't blame people for some wankers kind of atrocities because unfortunately there's that human age thing where you do people... Exactly. <laughs> and it is wrong, that is wrong. I mean, we saw it We after, after 9-11, where I remember being on a bus standing in Mosley and some bloke was just having to go at this poor Muslim woman who was a, a woman yeah. with a child and thinking, yeah. what are you doing? Are you that stupid? Because we're a bit more kind of like... Sadly, with the world these yeah, but it's anger, days, it's anger, isn't it? Isn't it? It's anger, and it's, it's wrong to do that. It's not right. Yeah. But it, that happened, and they got that in this film. Also, like the, the same thing of like what Bob Hoskins says at one point: "This used to be a nice place, full of decent people." You know what And he's talking to this black guy who's fixing his car, and what he's saying is, it's, and this goes on quite a bit, where you think, "Yeah, this was a nice area, but it's a nice area because he associates it with people that like a white dominant area, yeah. and that's where." We're, we say it now, the place like Spark Hill, Spark Books, you know, it's not, it's just a different community, I mean. yeah. yeah, no. Well, it's not our community and it's not how we would live, but it's their community, is it right, is it wrong, is it worse, is it better? Well, it, for me, right. the thing he says that now and you're thinking what people are going around glassing people mm. and fucking slashing them in razors yeah, yeah, yeah. for my meat hooks,
3: yeah. is, is that there. People, but well, no. this is the thing, isn't it, it's all he knows, he's mm. violent, oh, well, and it's, then he it. says, Yes, how always started, so he was doing the same as them yeah. little kids, yeah, yeah, that—that exactly. That, that exactly. is the thing, isn't it? So it's it, not the casual racing, the worst bit. is the bit where he's talking with the couple about the gay, and he goes, Yeah, can you imagine yeah. do the doing the long jump here? Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's not racist yeah. to them.
1: No, it's just how they speak. It's space. just how they speak. I mean, it's like, I've always said that at the end of the day. I'd much prefer, I mean, we're not racist, but I'd much prefer someone who is racist to put, turn around and say that's my that's what I think it's odd, someone who hides behind it and saying oh no we don't, we don't, we don't actually mean do it do you know Chuck D of Public Enemy always said where's the worst racism
3: in, the, in America and he said and someone at the announcer was saying is it the safe? and he said oh no I can deal with the South so, uh, the South because yeah. someone will come up and call me a nigger to my face, but it's up in the north where people will shake your hand and then stab you in the back. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. and he's right, really. Yeah. You better things out in the open yeah. in all, in all political anything.
1: At least you know then, yeah. don't yeah. you? Look, and not they? You you're wearing the big white hood? You don't like me, there? Yeah. No, I don't. He goes, yeah. enough. He goes, yeah, you're perfectly right. Yeah, and uh, Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah. So. You know, and that's what's important about this film and I, I think it's the in Britain isn't it? yeah and I, it's one of the things as well where you know you know when they did the thing with Only Falls and Horses where they, they cut stuff out and they, they can't you, you know they, they so cut out words like, gonna... well they've they cut out such as the words of like oh we, we're going down the package no, no, you know, for, for people that, yeah even we say, oh, oh, I, didn't I didn't know that was racist well, no, no, I didn't. well look, the funny thing is as well and this might be my you know innocent point of view but uh, when we were younger it's a bit like saying, call it, I've always said this, a bit like calling the Scot Now it's derog- seriously derogatory. But when we were younger, it's like, well, he was a store owned by Pakistanis who shortened that version. He's a Paki. A yeah. bit like Scottish people. A Scots. Yeah. So when we were younger, it, maybe there's a bit more into it. Now, of course, it's it, said in a derogatory, it's... violent way. And it's you know, it's obviously not acceptable. But you can't cut that out and you shouldn't cut it out of television no. programmes. Oh, you know what? I, I think they should stow stuff like Love, was it Love Thy Neighbour or something like that? There's, there's loads, there's loads of stuff It's quite a racist TV no, show it because it's showing you what the 70s are like, and this is why we've moved on. We've moved on. Well, we are, and I think it's quite, I mean, we come from a multicultural it, Birmingham. I can't say that. And, and yeah, Birmingham is a seriously multicultural city. It's second to an omnibus. Well, Pe- people outside of it, oh, look at all the Asians there, or look at all the. Well, we've never known. It's always been there yeah, for a It's why the BNP
3: and the National Funds have never done well in the Midlands. They might say but they haven't because, I'm sorry, sure. we grew up with. We to well, we've,
1: brought, we've been brought with uh, Irish West people, we've been brought with West Indians, Indians. West Indians, Indian, Chinese, Indian, you know. It's also, it's also as well, when you think about it, how, I mean, this is totally different, I mean, but going on about secular issues, um, like with the homosexuality clubs and stuff, like, no one gives a shit in Birmingham. Because like, well, yeah. The rainbow has been there for a long time. Exactly. I think it's because of the fact that it's like what we always say. We've always had the, you know, the knock the Midlands at and because we always have them, we just don't care. We just get on with it. It's like, well, if you want to come to our city, come and enjoy it and have a laugh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you shouldn't it, you shouldn't censor it, because no. it's obviously... Oh, like, it's like suddenly turning it's the 40 like, times, let's, isn't it Yeah, let's take, let's take Adolf Hitler out of the history books, because what he did was pretty bad, yeah. and uh, well, then we won't bring it up again. Yeah, oh, how did it. you learn? That's
3: true. <laughs> let's watch our next, next, get all racial terms, sexist, homophobic anti-disabled, whatever, out of it mm. and have everyone talking like they're in a utopia. Sorry, the world ain't like that. Yeah. And, you know, the racism in it, you'd never get away with it because it's casual, which to the, B- to the BBC or all the media should that is the worst. Mm. But to me, it isn't that of its time, it's the end of a it's the end of his time in that film. Mm. All these people, generally, are all going to be finished by the end of it, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think about it, they're all finished at the end. The only one who might get away with it is the copper. Cause
1: the the councillor gets fucking, yeah. Well, he gets shot by by Harold Yeah, which is straight what he kills him for. Yeah. Oh yeah, but he's maved, Doesn't he? Yeah. he? he knows that he set it up. So he's like, yeah, yeah I've, I've I've got the agreement going on. But it's also like going what you were saying about as well about the mafia. And um, we'll, we'll play the clip now where um, it's my they, they, go, they go. They go. Harold goes to to sort of like it's all sorted out because he's going to shot the IRA man, thinking shooting two senior IRA men. That is. It? Man, yeah. no, man. It. He's going to say, hmm. Right. If, if they've shot. Three casual soldiers. There, great right? stunts in that bit as well. A I love mad- that. It's, yeah, a really great, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a great scene. Well, it's not, that is. Also, it's great editing that is because the yeah. body coming through the window, landing obviously, is a cut somewhere that like, and the car going it's over the whole, body. It's just a like, whole great scene. Now we just got the white shot. It's on. also really, really shocking if you've never seen it before. It's like bloody hell! What yeah. do, does he think he is? Yeah, yeah. You know, is like there you go? Pay him off. Is it all sorted? Can we do business together? Which probably would have been the thing to have done. He said, No, because and he goes to shoot And you've just gone to shoot two captains. Oh, yes. uh, yeah, yeah. you've just gone to. You've you, you sentenced yourself. Oh, I yeah. Say. But he then goes to see the, the, the mafia and um, to say, Look, it's all sorted out, it's all done. And this his his reaction when they turn around and say, We're leaving
0: to go home. I'll tell you something. I'm glad I found out in time just what a partnership and a pair of wankers like you would have been. A sleeping partner's one thing, but you're in a fucking coma. No wonder you've got an energy crisis, your side of the water. That's British. We used to a bit more vitality, imagination, chatting a Dunkirk spirit, know what I mean? The days when Yanks could come over here and buy up Nelson's column, and an Arley Street surgeon, and a couple of windmill girls are definitely over. Now look, shut up, you long streak of paralysed piss. What I'm looking for is someone who can contribute to what England has given to the world. Culture, sophistication, genius. A little bit more than an hot dog. Know what I mean? We're in the common market now. And my new deal is with Europe. I'm going into partnership with a German organisation. Yeah! The Krauts! They've got ambition. Nowhere. And they don't lose their bottle. Look at you, the mafia. <laughs> i have shit them. And it is a classic line. It's, it? it's a great line. And it's, now, what, what's
1: yes. what's your, cause you? Because you you made a good point earlier on about about that. that it
3: says this gra- it, It's a great. Forget the swearing bits. It's the bits they say because we're sophisticated. No, because we're we we're, we're English. We've given the world sophisticated British. British that's it we've given sophistication and style a bit more than a hot dog, mate. It's a great line, but this is the man who's just glassed someone to fucking death yeah. for standing up, not even having an argument with him, really, yeah. shot people in the finger and he's going around with a, an old bloke with a razor. Yeah. This is sophistication. He doesn't understand what he is, and that's what the mafia goes, we don't deal with gangsters. Yeah. And that's what we don't do with gangsters. Yeah. Did I want that.
1: Well, they don't want that. Don't now. want to get me and go out, yeah. make, make their money. money, make their money and go out. Yeah, he don't. He can't. But it is. I mean, but the funny thing—the funny thing is now, though. Of course, how in the seventy-nine, eighty, and the early eighties, of course, then we've got like what, what happened politically in the UK. We've got like the coal mining strikes going on. Thatcherism really kicked in, which of course then she went slightly balmy and started taking, oh, just going mad, yeah. which sent us into a serious recession, where there was nothing good about the UK. It was nothing nice in the mid oh, 80s. Although, because we didn't really notice it, because we were, we were 10. Yeah. So, for us, it was like, you know, excellent. My parents can't go on holiday, but we get to play anymore. Well, I remember the poverty know. as a kid. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. one had money, did they? No, no, no. Probably better off. Yeah, and no one had good kids like that. He was thinking.
3: When we were growing up, everyone had an old car. Yeah, yeah. Everyone had you just get a in the morning, yeah. <laughs> pulling, yeah. the ch-
1: pulling the joke, pulling the joke Yeah, yeah. Going, Had that joke going on. And that's all you, And because yeah. no one had money. No, and you entertainment. Funny enough, probably the reason why you, we always think slightly nostalgically about it, classic television because, that's, because all we had. that's all you had. So, you've got that, yet, yeah. From and it's not really, it's not really new Labour who did it, but I suppose there was an upcoming thing in it. I think it was the political was changing, you know, mid- or, 90, yeah. 99, where the UK started to turn around, we come out have another recession. And then what happens is we suddenly London gets rebuilt, you know, the, the Docklands becomes like, uh, you know, the place to buy a million pounds. It in loads about
3: that. All it was about that. It's the same kind of thing, wasn't it? They were doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the one where Albert was missing. Yeah. I love that episode where they're looking for Uncle Albert. Yeah. It's a really
1: poignant bit where they stand at the Docklands and it's all gone. It's all gone. It's yeah. all gone. Yeah. So this, said. Is where I used to, this is where I used to play. Yeah. it. It's all gone. And of course, then obviously, we, we had a recent recession, but that's, that was a worldwide recession. But we then we knew, we got the Olympics bid. And all of this is premonition, on it? And now, to a certain degree, we are back as a powerhouse. Great Britain is a powerhouse. We have one of the best national health we have the best. Oh no, we're back we've been, you know so slightly of- being destroyed by the Tories. Yeah. Um but you know, neither here nor there. It still is one of the greatest things and it's one it's like, you know, trying to be copied all over the place. can't be copied because we've been doing this since nineteen fifty two. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just bring something like the National Health Service no. in. It can't be done. Wait, but it wouldn't if if put it this, if it didn't exist. It wouldn't exist. No. Because they'd never do it again. It couldn't do it again. Because could, they couldn't afford it. It can't really afford good. itself anymore, can oh, it? This no. is the fucking problem. Anyway, let's not get no, into no, that. No, man. Man. But the point is, though, of course, that we, our economy is really good, our manufacturing is really good. We know that ourselves. That's what we do for a living. Um, Filming well, is really good. culturally, now. we're very powerful in the world. Yeah. It's, you know what it's mean? because I suppose we... we, we but not then. hate using the word, yeah. but we are more of a liberal country. Yeah. And because we live in a liberal country... We are a lot more. We remember, us,
3: at the, the time in 79, as well before the tour, it was 60% tax if you were in there. Yeah, yeah. That's why they all pissed off. Yeah, that's why Michael okay, came, not... Everyone did. And it, I would. I paint. Why should you work? It doesn't matter how rich you are. It's your money you've earned it. Why
1: should you give most of it to the tax that you wouldn't even use? Yeah, so you earn a million, your 600,000 is gone. So you just wouldn't you know, do it you? Know, would you, 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 know, you? Know, you're going to you know, think, oh, fuck me, I'm off. And that's the reason why, of course, it had a bad effect. It's the reason why we, me and you were saying the other day that, you know, the likes of Lucas came over here to film Star Wars purely for the fact that we had tax levies. Oh, well, there's no films uh, and, being made yeah, anymore. Is that? There's no films being made then? And by the looks of him, I think that is happening now. Hence the reason why, again, the new Star Wars films being filmed over here. Uh, uh, and also, I think Australia has well, got the biggest blue series. screen in a, a point. We we'll have the biggest blue screen. Well, it's in the, the Bond. World. bond um, yeah. is on the Bond stage which goes to the powerhouse of, of British film. Yeah, culture. but now, we, of course, we've got it, which is really weird. I mean, whether it will last, of course, we we But I think that's why it's got so much going for it. I said. When, you've old, when you been old, when
3: you watch this and you're and fifteen, you're first of this. All you remember is the gangster beats yeah, like that. Yeah. But as you go watching it again, I thought mm, it's got it's quite a poignant film, and it's like it is the end of that hmm. growing up. You know, for being in Britain, you're brought up with the stories of the crap. Even though we're not Cockneys, we're all brought up with Cockney stories yeah. of the Richardsons and the Crazes. Remember Monty and Python, Python? Did he didn't eat that yeah. sketch? Was he not Harry the Dog? No, no, I say that. Oh, no, I right? yeah, you know Dinsdale Yeah, Dinsdale Style. but he was a, he was a good bloke. <laughs> and, we were brought up with that cuddly
1: gangster weren't we mm. and
3: that's we, and that was well no they're not
1: cuddly they were vicious bastards well, and they're not going to get anywhere No, nah, I mean the other film that we said we're going to do which will be later in the year I should think is uh, Get Carter
3: I, well, I said what I said to you I think that and this are the two greatest gangster films Would
1: you put Mona Lisa as a gangster it,
3: film or is that yeah. more
1: of a To me it's uh, not a, It's just a crime drama It's a crime film Is it it's, a saviour drama it's, That's it It's a film about redemption It's a film about people you know, girl, you know, just slightly, I've uh, lost a tangent with Mona Lisa. You know the young girl in that? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I might be younger. The one who says, hey, when I was crazy, the one who wants she's really Yeah, sandwich. I mean, she's really quite, I mean, she's, got, quite, she's, I mean, she's really young there, so I'm not saying she's looking at it. That, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I guess but, yeah, the would involve uh, really yeah. Um, But I mean, now, yeah, that's Biladi's daughter. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. What oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a fact, here. Yeah. I should have left that for the podcast for now. But he's too good to let yeah. go. It is shocking in the very well-famous sorry if it comes out of you. Know. Well, no, because... See name was when he's in Australia, Octopus Man. Octopus Man. Well, there go. Yeah, but did you... Say- we, have we, don't, oh no, we don't know about it. Uh, no, it's not like good. We might get done. Uh, we'll, we'll have this conversation off air because <laughs> i I'll, I'll, I'll peek, peek and be going, "Mate, go, don't say that. You know? <laughs> um, is there anything, anything else you want to say about the film before I read some wee facts? Out? No, I, you know, I, 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 know I know we haven't
3: gone too much into it because it's just the, really because of what we were talking about because he died. And we well, talk there,
1: about... Yeah, I mean, there is some, I mean, there's some great little clips. We're, we're only putting that one clip in because I, I really want to try and get this out as quick as possible. But, like, you know, the thing is where that bloke nails the floor. Because you don't nail someone to the floor, especially on Good Friday. <laughs> well, there's, no well it's, there's loads of things like that, you know. That he you Colin,
3: it wouldn't hurt a fly, unless they deserve it.
1: <laughs> that yeah. sums a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Eric's, they, Eric's been blown up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And,
3: uh, there's, uh, yeah no, there's some great lines about that. He goes, his well, this is no, this is, it's six foot away from his mate. And there's loads of stuff like that. This is it. Like, he just thinks it's normal It's yeah. have people blowing up right. being glass giving people shooters
1: yeah. you know mean? it's like and Victoria to goes uh, shouldn't you go and see your mum because she was supposed to get in the car but she was still in church and he goes oh yeah and it's like the sudden realisation of course that he, you know he has to go look at this yeah. so he's, some, uh, he's a little bit of a uh, facts for you the film was directed of course by John Mackenzie, and produced for £930,000 by uh, Barry Hanson from a script by Barry Keith the soundtrack was by composer Francis Mumman, and it was screened at the Cairns, Edinburgh and London Film Festivals in 1980. Uh, under the title The Paddy Factor, the original story had been written by Keith... It's an awful name, isn't it? Is it? ...when the latter worked for Euston Films, a subsidiary of Thames Television. Euston did not make the film, but Hanson brought the rights from Euston for his own company, Calendar Films. Although Hanson designed the film for the cinema, and all contracts were negotiated under a film, not a TV agreement... The production was eventually financed by Black Lion, a subsidiary of Lou Gray's ITC Entertainment, for transmission via Grade associated television ATV, uh-huh. on the ITV network. The film was commissioned by Charles Denton, at the time both program controller of ATV and managing director of Black Lion. After Grade saw the finished film, he allegedly objected to what he saw as the glorification of the IRA. The film was scheduled to be televised with heavy cuts, on the 24th of March 1981. Because of the planned cuts in late 1980, Hansen attempted to buy the film back from ITC to prevent ITV screening the film. The cuts, he said, would be execrable, and added up to about 75 minutes of the film. That was literally nonsense. It was also reported at the same time that Bob Hoskins was suing both Black Lion and Carly Films to prevent them from planning on releasing a US TV version in which Bob's voice was dubbed, and it was dubbed, um, but it was taken off by England's actor. Uh, England, sorry, by the Midland's actor. Actually, it was from Wolverhampton. David Daker. And just they, because they couldn't understand, they, they couldn't understand what he said, so they got a Wolverhampton guy. To do it. <laughs> oh, wow! Before the planned ITV transmission, the rights to the film were bought from ITC by George Harrison's company, Handmade Films, for around two hundred thousand pounds less than the production costs. They gave the film a cinema release. Oh, it's- could all
3: you know if that would have gone on tv it would have been lost in time wouldn't it oh, would have been a lost film like all these ones that have been recut and
1: rejigged that just you've never seen the proper versions there's loads i mean there's loads of other facts in here um blah, 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 which i've already said bob uh, bob Austin didn't work for a year after this film was <laughs> released probably because he was thinking about we ain't got you know got any uh as i said john mckenzie's eyes were in the window um the, there's quite some um, location footage on here that not doesn't mean really, it's the pub that was blown up was yeah. a made pub that was built for the pub for the actual explosion. It looks like a real pub, doesn't it? And they had to stop people from going in. It It looks really good, doesn't it? It does look really good. we dinner time like that. Setting up the, the um, footage. Uh, loads of people were going along thinking they could nip you in for a pint, and uh-huh. at the end they had to turn around and said, "If you don't half away from this thing, you're going to get blown up." Uh-huh. And of course they blew you up. So. Right. Right. My only uh, Bob Askins fact is, you know, when um,
3: he was going to play uh, Al Capone in Untouchables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? He was on set watching Robert De Niro, and he was paid $50,000 to do that. Three days. That's all he did. Stood there and watched Robert De Niro do that, oh. just in case. Because I didn't know Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro was having loads of trouble with that film. Mm-hmm. He was method acting, and I didn't know if he was going to do them. So... The God because he was the first choice, but the company wanted Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah. And he was paid $50,000 as the stand next to the camera. When camera. When he left, he wrote uh Brian Department letter saying, Thanks, that's the easiest $50,000 I've ever made. Wow, I didn't know that. That's that's a good... sho- but that just shows you how cr- how wrong Hollywood is. <laughs> it's 50 grand.
1: There you go, understand that? The stand there? What's from De Niro? <laughs> What well, a great day's film, just watching Robert De Niro. Oh, <laughs> I can't be that, <laughs> No! Oh, and he said he'd he he stood round for three days and then just left. Um,
3: BBC Two's 50. This was you, you watched it last, you watched something last night that I am gonna, When I, I haven't got a chance to watch it till Friday. Mm. Uh, and it was got The Lost Faults of BBC Two Comedy, weren't it? And I was thinking, what the hell was that? Midsey's back to watch that. <laughs> and uh, you had, you said it was really good, didn't you?
1: Yeah. It was really good as well, yeah. I mean, uh, they had like um, uh, Pilots on that never got never got commissioned. Um, one of them was the Madness. Uh, which was, uh, which I didn't know that actually existed. I yeah. thought it was just them messing about. Madness TV. It was Ben Allen like that. Ben right? Allen and Richard Curtis. What the... Uh, and this was 1984. So it was after Barson had left Madness. And it is truly terrible. Um, there was a, uh, they, they also had some... They showed that. QI, so the QI pilot They the QI well. pilot, which we've seen that long ago. Because, uh, of course, um, Stephen Fry was not meant to be the host of QI. Stephen Fry was meant to be the captain of the intelligent team. And Alan Davies was meant to be the captain of the, the Normandy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you know who the... Uh, was it Ed Izzard? No. The captain, no, the person who was meant to host it. Oh. Do you know who it was? Is t- no. it Timber Taylor. No. Same, similar lines. Who's it? Michael Palin. Michael Palin, you can imagine that, can't you, actually? Yeah. Well, Michael Palin turned around and said, I just he couldn't commit himself to doing, like, a quiz show. He said, it's just not my thing. I don't think I'd, I'd be funny. Yeah, it, the thing with it, yeah. I know I mean, because the thing he's... Well, Stephen Fry. I mean, QI was what two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah. first started. You know, was not the the in brackets the you know the love you know the um, Britain's darling that he was. Oh, no, really, he was he was just like you know, well, he was just like an actor. Well, I, mean, I said Grubby North. You know, Stephen Fry weren't nothing, was mm-hmm. he? You uh, know, Fry and Lowry was all right, and Jeeves and Wooster was all right. I mean, and, and, was right. I and oh, no, but they weren't massive, massive, was it? They showed um, a, a sketch from a very early Fry and Lowry thing before they had their own programme where I think uh, Stephen Fry was 22 and Hugh Lowry was 25. Did you have know anything about that young one on there where they were where they're old? No, but he did have Kevin Turvey on it. Kevin, oh. The Kevin Turvey pilot. We forget that he was in Redditch. Uh, They had that on there Um, he had uh, all about lost programs he had one with Clive James on from 1977 74, 75 with Kenny Everett on there which is really good Um, oh there's loads of stuff on there there was um... does it how does it work is it someone it's like an app It's got this thing where there's an app and they scroll it around, like you know, on the athlete, you got little apps and they press and you think, oh, God, I hope they choose that one. And a little bit about Ronnie oh, Barr. Cool. Peter Cook and Dudley Moore, they showed their very last thing they did together. When was that? On that? ah oh, 77, something like that. Huh? Showed another Peter Cook thing where he played that Sir Bernard. So, yeah, you know, he's that, that character, me. didn't he? Yeah. Uh, that was on there. Um, oh, it's just you uh, just wanted more, have it? More, yeah. That was the thing. You were thinking, oh man, this is really good. So yeah, boots 50, 50 that was Oh, and he showed like some comedy stuff. I like, you know, how groundbreaking the comedy it had Steve Coogan on there. it. Had the very first thing that Rob Brydon did with Julia Davis. That, yeah. was, like, that was on it. Showed that on there I mean, that was like twenty odd years, so like two thousand and two, something like that. Before he did um, thingy, uh, Jeff Maddie, and Marion. Jeff and Marion, Before he did that. Coogan playing Gareth Cheeseman. Oh, Gareth Cheeseman's kind is of just wanting to bring back. He was a brilliant no, character.
2: Like him. Oh i Ah!
1: Yeah, 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 There, Gareth Cheeseman was on there. Um, yeah, there's just loads of stuff. Yeah, I it. That comedy thing that we sort of keep seeing the advertising for is, I think, next Sunday. It next looks Sunday. really weird. Yeah, there's I'm some right, weird right. things in it, isn't there? Mm. So, we're doing Voyager next. We are doing Voyager. We are doing Voyager next. Uh, it gives me a chance to watch a bit more Voyager. Yeah, Because we don't want to do that. Um... Lee Sargent, who uh, used to do the midnight movie yeah, talk yeah. Uh, at the Aussie, you uh, had a massive Twitter conversation with uh, Harry Kim, because he, he does these little drawings, like saying uh, like uh, he did this wonderful cut. his wonderful car. His drawings are really funny about like Wolf's bad day or uh, Wolf always gets ignored. Uh, yeah, yeah, Wolf yeah. never gets to you know get any yeah. signs. Nice. And he did uh, why Harry Kim's always an ensign. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so. and what's the same as like the same as what? Well, I read his tweets. Because he was not cuck, weren't they, for No, no, he was being a bit of a cock on set. Only because of the fact that. He was the one of the young, oh, he was young actor. Well, and he was like, big, like, and people forget that yeah, he was, was big. Again, involved, and yeah. I think he was going out and enjoying that life. Yeah, 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 it turned yeah. up a bit late for work. But I mean, now but now he's like, he's like, he loves it all. He loves his set uh, stuff. So, we'll see you next month for Voyager.
3: Bye. If you would like to voice your opinions in written or vocal form, then please do email the lads at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com and await your views to be aired and then royally torn apart or praised. If you stalk the internet and hide in such social networks as Facebook, then why not join the group page? It's easy to do. Just type Waffle On Podcast in the search bar, find the page, and join. This has been a Waffle On Production. Copyright Simon
1: Mettings and Mark C. Kelly. Do you like sci-fi, collectibles, gaming, and robots? Because we do. This is Sean. And this is Bridget. We're We're the Vanderloos. The hosts of The Rusted Robot, a new weekly podcast. Find us in the iTunes Store or at therustedrobot.podbean.com. Get rusted today.
0: Robots. Cyborgs. Androids. Oh my.